0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. Today I've got a very special guest, Amy Porterfield. You can find her over at amyporterfield.com. She's the creator of the Digital Course Academy. Did I say that right, Amy?
1: Yeah, you did.
0: And you also have a podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy, which yeah. is an awesome show and you're all about course creation, online marketing, online business becoming a better person in the process, designing the life you want. I'm really excited to get into it with you today, and thank you very much for coming.
1: Thanks so much for being or having me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to jump into this topic. I don't know if you can hear, but the minute we started this interview, my dog is barking. So it's been one of those days. But again, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, you bet. No problem at all. I have dogs. And uh, oh, <laughs> before I got, became an online entrepreneur, I actually ran sled dogs in Alaska for a very long time. It's something I used oh, to Oh, wow. Do. But uh, dogs are everywhere and they, they always interrupt. <laughs> <So it's awesome. laughs>
1: always, no matter what.
0: <laughs> it's all good. Um, I actually wanted to start with a story. I was watching your Digital Course Academy launch and um, I noticed I was getting psyched. I cleared my schedule to go to your webinar and Zoom failed on you. Oh and
1: my gosh
0: and you have to this is funny i just wanted to ask you that to tell that story and what you did um because i'm actually a power zoom user the zoom company has contacted me before i'm in like the top one percent of users because i do do all these podcasts i run a remote software team i'm always doing like marketing webinars stuff like that so i use zoom a lot and it I, it has very rarely ever caused me any problems, and I saw that happen to you, and i am be like, wow, what kind of timing is that? What happened? It
1: was, okay, it was <laughs> the craziest thing. Yeah. When I launch any kind of digital course, I do multiple live webinars, and so this was our very first live webinar of the launch. It was a 10 a.m. prime time Thousands of people were signed up for this webinar, and I was ready to go. And so, what happened was about 10 minutes before, I sit in this very seat, I'm ready to go. I've got a team member, Chloe, helping me where you can't see her outside of the camera, and she was all ready. And she said, Something's wrong. And we thought we were doing something wrong. Like, I have a pretty fancy studio here, and so we're thinking we're clicking something wrong or we have an internet problem. But fast forward to what happened zoom had a full power outage like the entire zoom site for everybody was down and to make matters worse it was so dramatic you went to their website and there's like huge red writing across the top like whatever it said something like oh holy cow we're down is what i pretty much interpreted it to be so we had no zoom and i that's never happened zoom has been always reliable to us but I think I blacked out for a minute. Like, this is my biggest launch ever, the biggest course I've ever created. And I almost, like, couldn't breathe for a minute. Luckily, I always tell my students, don't do your webinars alone. I always have a sidekick. And Chloe, my integrator, kicked it into gear, literally um, changed the technology around, and we went live on a web page. So it still went off. We still converted well. But I literally don't remember some of that moment.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's wild. I felt for you when I saw that happen, and and I did get to watch the replay when it came through, and I was like, I, okay. so I got to see it. It was fantastic. Um, you mentioned something I wanted to ask about, which was the integrator. So I'm assuming that's from the um, the e entrepreneur system. What, what's it called? Yes. Tra- traction or uh,
1: yeah, EOS, the book EOS, Rocket yeah. Fuel, yeah. and the book Traction. And in our business, we subscribe to the EOS operating system.
0: Does it work so, for you, uh, dude? Do you love it?
1: So good. We've been at it for about six months consistently now, so I act as the visionary. And then Chloe is my integrator. And then from there we have directors and managers and we have a small team. It's about six full time and a bunch of contractors. It's growing rapidly because we've had an amazing year so far, but I love it because I can stay high level. I can stay strategic. And my goal is content creation and relationship building. So strategy, content creation, relationship building. And Once I stepped into that role and stopped getting my hands in everything, it really has made a huge difference in how I love my business more, how I really enjoy the content creation at a whole other level. And Chloe loves it because I get out of her way. Chloe typically – I mean – pretty much runs the back end of my business as an integrator. And so she is the one who, it's my vision, she makes it happen. And her role is also to say no to me, because I've got all these ideas, no to me if it's not on plan for that quarter's goal. And I hate that part, but that's how a visionary and integrator works. She's always needing to say no so she can get the work done.
0: That's awesome. How'd you find a good integrator?
1: Such a great question. Chloe started out as a project manager. I didn't even know what an integrator was about four years ago when she started, but I was looking for somebody that had project management skills Mm -hmm. and had some of that experience. And so we just put a job description together, but my secret is I'm always asking all my peers. So although we use Indeed and put things out online and tell my community about positions we're hiring for, some of the best positions came as referrals to me. So I put it out to my community, I said, here's the job description, that's the key. You can't just tell your friends you're looking for somebody, show them the job description, let them know who you're looking for. And I have a friend that worked at Deepak Chopra, which is in Carlsbad where I live. And she said, I've got someone that's fantastic. And I didn't know Chloe was going to turn out to be my integrator. I didn't know she was going to fill such a huge role, but I trusted her more and more and saw how amazing she was. And so I eased her into that role and now she owns it like a boss.
0: That is awesome. Well, that's, that's so good to hear. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs and visionary types can benefit by exploring that. And it's also a good match for the integrator. Um, so true. I was checking out your website. I love your website, amyporterfield.com. The design's great. The navigation's clean. As a marketing person, I can see the flows of like, you know, the top of the funnel and like what you offer and how you, there's a lot I really like about your website. And before I developed software, I, did, I ran a web, website agency. And uh you just you have you've done a fantastic job here. Well,
1: thank you. That's a huge compliment. And I feel like you've had nine lives.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I have a lot. <laughs> I, I I was selfishly asking because I need an integrator because I'm kind of all over the place a little bit.
1: It's um, such, such a perfect role. Oh, for the record, I did a podcast about having an integrator, and I okay. almost I'm almost positive there's a job description that we included with that podcast episode. So use that just to get started.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I was on your website, and one of the things that got me from on your webinar registration was i'm a I'm a lifelong learner, you know, course creation, training based membership sites, online communities coaching programs. This is, this is my bread and butter, and it is a subject matter that I'm infinitely fascinated by. And I downloaded your Ultimate Course Creation Starter Kit, which is on your website. Can we touch on some of the things in there? Um, yeah, let's do it. So, um, So in terms of like the types of courses, you had some really clear thinking around different course types. And I have something similar that I talk about, like there's a behavior change course, there's a learner process course, there's something really dangerous that a lot of people make called a resource course, which is like a giant library thing. Mm. And then there's like this case study course where we're kind of learning by deconstructing others. It's sort of a framework that I sometimes use to help people figure out like some get into the instructional design thinking. But then I saw your framework, which is totally different than what I just described. Could you describe it for us and uh, get into it? And also, yes. I think you mentioned some price points that go with the different types of yes. like possible ranges.
1: Right, right. So isn't it funny though, how you've got your framework and it works for you and you create success with that. And then I've got mine and it works for me. I love that there's enough room for all of us, especially those of us who take this really seriously and we study it and we make sure it works for our students. So I love that. So a lot of my students are beginners to the core. Like they're just starting out, just starting to build their email list and they really want to have a digital course business. So what I mean by that is that the, the bulk of your revenue is coming from your digital courses, whether it be live launches, evergreen, or a mixture of both, which is what I have. You might have other things in your business like a mastermind, a group coaching, a physical product even, but the bulk of your revenue comes from your digital course so that you always have that consistent revenue and you're not worrying about where the next dollar is going to come from. So what I do is I I teach my students how to create a digital course business. And you could do that with one course or two or three, but I always say, let's just stay with one to get started and make sure it's a success. So with that, I tell my students that there's three ways you could go. You could have a starter course, which is like that 101 type course, dipping your toe in the water kind of thing. And then next up is the spotlight course where you're taking a deep dive into one topic. I'll give you examples of each in a moment. And then you've got your signature course, where I say it's the whole shebang. It's full transformation from start to finish and everything in between. And with each of those, there is definitely a price difference. When you're starting with a starter course, like my very first starter course was called FB Influence way back when. I've been at this a long time. It was a $97 course just to get you started with Facebook marketing. Now, it. That saying it's a starter course, a spotlight course, or a signature course, it doesn't have anything to do with how many modules, how many lessons, how many PDFs or cheat sheets. It's more about the results that you're promising and the transformation. So in FB Influence, I was saying, you're going to get started with Facebook, how, how to navigate, how to get your Facebook page up, dabbling a little with Facebook ads, but not a lot, just to get started. So that was 97 bucks. Then the spotlight course is where you usually take one topic that you might talk about in, let's say, a starter course, but you dive deeper. So what I did is I had a starter course and my students said, we love this, but the next thing we want is tell us all about Facebook ads. Like that's where we think we need to go next. So I listened to my community and I created something called FB Ads Insider, where I took a deep dive into just Facebook ads. And that With the Spotlight course, you could charge more because the results were going to be bigger. I was going to help them grow their email list faster, sell more. So that was around $500. So you could go definitely up with the Spotlight. Now, a signature course is where you are going for full transformation. And you're saying, okay, we're going to start at point A. I'm going to take you step-by-step step through everything you need to get to your desired outcome, which is typically a big transformation. So for example, Digital Course Academy is a signature course. It's $2,000. It takes you, tells you everything you need to, to create a course and to launch it. So my promise is you can launch a digital course with success. Maybe not your first time out. Everyone has some, some challenges along the way, and we talk about that and troubleshoot that. But if you stick with it, you can get success with launching your digital course. So those are the three courses and with each one you can charge more definitely.
0: Yeah, that's that's a beautiful framework. Um, you mentioned that especially first timers have some challenges and I see a lot of rabbit hole. This is a problem I am also obsessed with. There's just all these rabbit holes that people can go down and get stuck or or not do as well as they could have or or um, failure to even launch at all or finish the course. Yeah. What are, what are some of the common ones that you see that, and some ideas on how to course correct?
1: I love that you said rabbit holes because you and I are very much alike in the sense that I'm always talking about stay away from those entrepreneurial rabbit holes, the things that we think are important, right. but in the end they're not. So, right. one is the name of your course. I personally don't think that's something that you should spend weeks or months deciding on. I say give yourself maybe one week max play around with it, get some feedback, and be done with it. So that's one area that I think is really important to not go down that entrepreneurial rabbit hole. Another one is just the technology in general. My students really get hung up on the technology, and I don't blame them. I know that I'm not a techie kind of girl at all. I know that that feels overwhelming, and I always tell my students, you sure as heck didn't get taught this in school or college or anything like that, and sometimes it feels like a foreign language when you're not used to working within these different softwares and applications. But I always say, less is more with the technology, and let's just find a solution that can do most of the things you want. Like I remind them, nothing is perfect, and at least get started with something. So a lot of the times my students wanna like, rip their hair out and go crazy because they can't figure out one piece of technology. I think they just get in their head too much and then allow way too much time to figure it out. Do you have that challenge with technology with your students?
0: Hundred percent. And there's I mean, there's the hardware, the software, the marketing technology. There's just tech there's just a lot of tech. <laughs> but yes. but you don't necessarily need a lot of tech to validate your idea or whatever. I mean that's that's one idea that I think is important in our community.
1: Yes. But so yeah, true.
0: Technology rabbit hole. Um like which course should I make? Like you said, the title. Or even like do you have any tips on like if you're working with an expert who you know they they've they have the subject matter expertise, but let's say they're light on teaching or coaching skills and therefore they're light on curriculum design. Um, How do you help that type of person create the content or reverse engineer the result?
1: Yes, so one of the things is when my students have the skill set and the knowledge, which most of them do, and they're coming to the table with an idea, if they're never taught it or they don't have those coaching skills yet, I first of all say, let's just start with a starter course. Like you can't go wrong with the starter course and you learn so much about yourself as a teacher, as a content creator, and you learn so much about your students and you can quickly move on to the next step. If you pay attention once that starter course gets out there and there's money to be made. Yeah, you have to sell a lot more, but you can definitely, if you stick with it and turn it on to evergreen, you can make some good money with the starter course. So here's the thing, if they are challenged with the curriculum, I do have inside Digital Course Academy Um, a full week of creating an outline. Now, that is one area where I let them go down a rabbit hole for just a week, and I say, let's just focus on the outline. Because once the outline's done, you're off to the races. But until you know the flow, until you know what you're going to include in each module, what the lessons look like, what the PDFs are gonna look like, you're always going to be confused and not sure if you've got the right um, layout for your course. So I take them through a a brainstorm and a pruning and a research section. So we go through an entire phase process through a week in order to get the perfect outline. And perfect, I don't even mean perfect. Just as good as you can get it, and then we're done. So I do take them through a process because a lot of my students, they know their stuff, but they've never taught it. And to me, the flow of how you teach something is Everything is so important. So that's how we do it inside the course.
0: That is awesome. Um, I have a question for you in your course creation journey and looking at your website. Um, it looks and you you mentioned, I think, your course journey started with FB Influence. Is that right? Uh-huh. And then now we're on the a signature program, Digital Course Academy. Right.
1: Uh,
0: um, and your podcast is... So there's, so am I correct in assuming that you kind of started with like online marketing and now you've just really lasered in on courses? How yeah, did, can, so you, can you talk about that niche process of moving around online marketing and really going like a laser on courses, how that happened?
1: Yeah, I love this question because... My now FB Influence was my first successful digital course, but I did have some social media courses in the very beginning that just were not successful. I didn't know how to create a course at the time, and I sure as heck didn't know how to launch it with webinars. So I had a few failed attempts in the beginning. But when I started to teach Facebook more, I really do listen to my audience and they gravitated toward me around that topic. So I started with Facebook and that's when I had the first success with the course. And so what happened was I listened to my audience and they wanted the Facebook ads course. And then I paid attention even more and they really wanted a full Facebook marketing plan. So I created that as a signature course. It was called the Facebook Marketing Profit Lab. And I did that for a while. And then as I, this is something so great for all of you course creators, I became better in my area of expertise. And so my students said, okay, we want Facebook, but what about the other areas of online marketing? So the Facebook Marketing Profit Lab morphed into just the Profit Lab. And I started to add some more elements of online marketing in my signature course. And once that was done, I marketed it a few different times. And then I decided Where I really excel is how to create courses and how to do webinars. And I knew that I was ready to step into that. So I had to pay attention to what I did really well and what people were asking me about. I started to get tons of questions about how did you create this course and how do you do these webinars? Because I've used webinars from day one, even in my corporate job I used webinars. So I perfected that and as I got better, my classes got better and more specific, and that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to zero in on list building, course creation, and webinars to launch them. And I do believe that when you're known for something, people know when to go to you. And so, I am not multi-passionate. I believe that the way you make good money online is you become known for something in terms of your expertise. And so, I would guess that most people, when you hear Amy Porterfield, you now think of course creation where quite honestly, 10 years ago, you would say either, I don't know who she is, or you'd say Facebook marketing. So just know you can pivot. That's the beauty of having an online business. You can pivot as long as you're strategic about it and you don't chase the squirrels or the shiny objects just because it feels good. So it's not about instant gratification. It's about being strategic.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. And just to confirm, when I first heard of you, I remember thinking of you as the Facebook person, and and then it evolved into the courses. So that's, that
1: was that's good.
0: Cool. <laughs> um, you mentioned webinars. Um, one of the other rabbit holes I see people get hung up on is like the marketing or the launching of the course. If you were to describe a really simple funnel or just strategy on how do we Uh, just a basic marketing funnel for a course creator, what what would the key elements be?
1: Mm, I love this question. I am all about simplicity. And I've created over eight digital courses. At this point, over $12 million just in digital course revenue. And so I, and I tell you that not to brag, but to say, I've had one way of launching those digital courses in a very simple funnel. So what I do is, one, I pay close attention to the pre-launch runway leading up to any launch before I ever advertise my webinars. So for the record, I market with webinars, but before I ever get there, I'm creating content around the topic that I'm going to sell as a digital course. So about six weeks before I launch, I'm talking more about course creation, more about the fears of launching. more about what it takes to get started. So I'm really leading up to that. And I think the time you spend when you're not launching is the most important success factor and what will happen during your launch. So always be list building, always be showing up and getting consistent with your email marketing before you launch incredibly important. So about six weeks in, I have a lot of content around what I'm going to be selling. And then, and I don't mention the course or I might hint at it, but I don't sell at all. And then we open the webinar registration about a week before the webinars. Now, my secret is I do multiple live webinars. Back in the day, I did one or two. The The next time I did four or five and I saw way difference, a huge difference in revenue. And so I usually open the cart from 10 to 14 days and I'll do four to six live webinars throughout that time. So I open registration about a week before my first live webinar and then I do live webinars. Once the live webinar is over, each webinar is followed up with a post-webinar promo sequence, email marketing. And I have specific emails that go out all the way to cart close. On cart close, I send three emails out. That was a huge game changer for me as well. I used to send two. The day I sent three, we almost doubled our revenue on the final day of the launch. So it's simple, just a real fast. It's a lot of um, growing our email list six weeks before we launch with the right audience, inviting everybody through Facebook ads and my entire email list to the webinars, doing the live webinars, following up with email marketing. That is essentially my funnel And we have done that for many, many years. I always say, just keep it simple. There's no need for a lot of bells and whistles.
0: That is awesome. Uh, I have a a question about getting it done. One of the things I I noticed a similarity, I spent a lot of time in, I I basically I built a cabin in my backyard. This is my home office. And my house is like 100 feet over there. I have some young kids and my dogs go crazy. But I've kind of created this. So uh, cool this work environment where I just step in and I'm ready to roll. And you're, you're in a, a great looking yeah. studio for creating content. Can you tell us, and actually I discovered by accident, I just started on Twitter, like as I was building this cabin sharing it. And then I, as I would go to some conferences and things, people asked me more about my home office in the backyard than my business. Like it became right. like part of the brand. And I, I realized that uh, I mean, it was important to me, but it's important to a lot of people, like the workspace, especially if you work from home how did your How did your studio come into being?
1: such a great question so I was that i've had the studio it's in my house it's a small room in my house I've had it for about two years now, and before that. I would do a lot of video, but I would have to make sure I found some good lighting with an you know, window on me So I had some good lighting or we all know what it looks like to have a stack of books To put some kind of light at the top and hope that it works and all of that And I did get to a point that I'm like I am so sick of trying to make this work at the last minute And so I thought I really want a studio where I could sit down press a button and go live. Cause I knew I would do it more consistently if that was the case. So I have two people in my community, David Foster and Luria, and I say her last name wrong every time. But the so I'm not even people. Gonna... What's that?
0: They're the live streaming people. That's who you're talking
1: yes, about. Yes, live yeah. yep. Yep. I'm so glad you said that so I didn't have to say your last name. <laughs> yeah. So live They're dear friends of mine. And I hired them to come to my house and build out the studio. Now, I will say it was very expensive. And I would never suggest this to my students that are just starting out. But it is something to aspire to. And it's funny because you and I know I had a full-on tech glitch before getting on here because I was trying to do something I've never done before. But typically, and I promise you this, I come in here, I have this, let me just show you, I've got this little clicker here, I click a button, and I go live. And it has changed everything for me. Now I'll tell you, I've got some ring lights on me, I've got a mic up there, and this backdrop is from Home Depot. It's reclaimed wood that my husband Hobie put together. So it's that part's not fancy at all. But good lighting and just clicking a button kind of changed everything for me. And I was more consistent when that happened. But you can always set up something way more simpler. But if you can find a place in your home to do so, I do highly recommend it because I'm, I'm guessing you'd agree. It just makes life easier.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, can you share any other just productivity tips? I mean, you have eight courses, you said. Um, you've written books. Um, You're on like 300 podcast episodes, I think, or maybe more. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Um, so I find that there's, there's not much middle ground. People are, are usually really productive or they're having issues with productivity. Like what was, what's your secret sauce?
1: so one of the things is that truly everything helps when you have a little bit of help so i don't think there's a badge of honor in doing it all on your own so if someone says like i'm a one man or i'm a one woman show i think well imagine what you could do if you got a little help and it always starts with i say five hours a week with a va so that's how you ease into it but i think building up your team even if it's small helps immensely. But also finding your system. So I talked about Traction, the book Traction and Rocket Fuel. I think the EOS system is amazing, but there might be another system that you love, but you've got to adopt that and have everybody on your team subscribe to it. So one of the ways we eased into this, because we haven't always had the EOS system, is that we use Asana. So A-S-A-N-A, Asana. It's a project management tool. And we use Slack. And we have very specific rules on the team that no action items go into Slack, our communication tool, and anything that's getting done is inside of Asana assigned to somebody with a due date. And if someone puts an action item in Asana, my integrator Chloe will say, can you, or in Slack, can you move that over to Asana? So you have to be a stickler in terms of this is our process and this is what we're doing. I made a huge mistake a few years ago where my team was using Asana. And me and my big ego, I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't. I wasn't showing up in the sauna regularly. I never checked it. I just thought my team will do that. It will never happen. If you are the owner of your business, you have to lead by example. And that's something that I've learned the hard way. But a project management tool is a must and some standing operating principles. This is how we run this business. Even if it's a one page, it's so incredibly important. And if it's not scheduled, it will never, ever happen. And so these are some rules we kind of live by on the team.
0: That's great. Thanks for sharing that. How about, uh, how long did it take to create your your recent digital course academy signature program so this is a, a high price point, 2000 thousand dollar program from what's the timeline from the idea that okay i'm going to do this to the launch day
1: so i think we had the idea in september and we launched it in january so it was way intense i tell my students at least 60 days to create a course another 30 days to put together your launch material. I like for them to give themselves at least 90 days. Um, For me though, I was combining two programs. So I had courses that convert, how to create a course, and a totally different program, webinars that convert, how to create a webinar and sell your course. But what was happening is my students who bought courses that convert would say when they bought it, so are you gonna tell us how to sell this? Because quite honestly, having a course and not knowing how to sell it is worthless. And so I realized I'm doing a disservice by separating the programs. So I took two programs, retired both, and both were making at least $50,000 each a month in Evergreen. So they were successful, but I retired both of them and then months later came out with one course. So I got to use a little bit of the content from each of the courses, but I created everything from scratch. And I'll tell you one more thing. In Digital Course Academy, I deliver the content like this. So direct-to-camera in a studio that was similar to this, and I had a professional film crew come in and I used a teleprompter, I had scripts, it was intense. And then I did some audio and slides teaching the core content. I That was the first time out of eight courses that I was direct-to-camera for every single lesson. Before that, where I had made millions with my digital courses, it was my audio and slides. So I tell my students that because you do not have to have something fancy. You do not need to be on camera the whole time to have a successful digital course. I think it's nice to show up on camera throughout the course, but you do not need to do it for every single lesson. It took me eight courses to get there, and I think you can ease into it.
0: Yeah, that's great. The video rabbit hole, that's a that's another one. It, it
1: takes uh, so true. <laughs>
0: um for you that is listening or watching this check out amy's the ultimate course creation starter kit that's what when i saw that i'm like i gotta get her on the podcast so thank you for coming on the show um your podcast is also a great listen um and you can find amy at amyporterfield.com is there anything else you want to tell the listener of where to explore your world And uh, I do a lot
1: on Instagram. So if you want to just kind of come into my world and just Amy Porter, Amy Porterfield on Instagram, but I also want to say thanks for having me. Like I don't get to talk to a lot of people that are also course creation experts like you are. So it's a real fun conversation because we get each other. So thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. We'll have to do it again sometime.
1: Definitely. Talk soon.
0: And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom and impact in your life. Head on over to LifterLMS.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet.